Spaceship 11, this is the lunch, I mean the launch operations manager. The launch team is crossing their fingers and we hope you make it to the big ball of cheese in space. We will be starting the launch sequence very shortly. Thank you very much. I know it will taste good because it's cheese in space. I'm lactose intolerant, but maybe space cheese is made of galactose. Hey, enough with the bad cheese puns. We need to get serious. Our captain needs to focus. Isn't that right, captain? Uh, captain? Does anyone know where the captain's at? We can't make it to the moon without our captain being the pilot. It looks like he deserted us! Man. Does anyone else know how to fly the ship? Nine. All I can do is drive a car and a hard bargain. Eight. Get in that seatbelt, you badass, and let's see what you can do! Seven. Jesse, I don't think that's going to work. Six. You got a better idea, huh, John? Five. Let's just hit the autopilot button, guys. Four. We got autopilot? Three. Nah, I'm just pulling your leg. Two. Let go of my leg, you sicko! One. Fire! We're headed into spoiler zone! If you haven't seen it or so, please pause this run and let's know. Come back later. Hey, we're flying straight into the sun. Oh, wait, are we flying straight into the sun? There's something super bright ahead. That's not the sun. That's the holy moly grail. What's the moly holy grail? No, the holy moly grail. It could be the title of our award for our favorite movie of all time. Interstellar, you guys. Directed by... Christopher Nolan, known for the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. Release date was November 7, 2014, with a runtime of 2 hours and 49 minutes. That's Big a long way. movie. Yep, long movie. Rated PG-13, but this should be rated R. Do you know why? He said the F word two times. He did. He said the F word two times. <laughs> I noticed it. <laughs> I kept the captions on. Yes, I did too. <laughs> did did the first F word was it like silenced or bleeped out? It kind of sounded weird, muffled to me. I think they might have toned down the volume of it. I think that's what happened there because I think yeah, without the captions, I'm pretty sure I would not have noticed it. All right, you guys. It's time to sell that sip. It's a six-word summary of the movie. Let's start off with the captain. Oh, wait. He's not with us right now. Let's start off with John. Uh, for me, my sell that sip is favorite space movie without the space. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just for, for me, like, this is my favorite space movie. The, there's just, they don't really use space a whole lot in it. Other than going to different planets, what else? Then, uh, what else are you expecting? Ad Astra used like the vastness of space. Yeah, more as more of an enemy compared to Interstellar. This one was more. Yeah, this one was more focused on like time, uh-huh. which I enjoyed still. All right, Albert, you want to go next? <laughs> I just made it up like ten minutes ago. Flying straight into oh, into my heart. Ha ha, six. Ha ha. I, I think, uh, kind of like John, it's. It, it pulls on your heartstrings about what kind of decisions people make in the situation that this setting's in. Whether you're the professor seeing what he might have to decide on and he decided on only plan B, or what our space crew have decided on trying to make plan A work and then realizing that's not going to work out. And it, it's pretty much sacrificing something or choosing something that we probably never have to actually decide on if it's going to be our family versus the rest of humanity or basically never getting a chance to see anyone else again or knowing that you're the last hope of humanity. It's, it's a pretty scary thought. Yeah. My sell sip is it flies high, but too high. Too high. <laughs> too high. I... I think it's slightly blown out of proportion. Uh, too hyped up, you mean? Too hyped up. By the audience? By you? By by, by our uh, suggester of this movie? Maybe a suggester of this movie, but just in general, everyone... I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's the greatest space movie of all time. Originally going... This is like my second or third time watching this movie. And I didn't really want... I wasn't looking forward to it. I wasn't wanting to watch this movie over again it's just the first time i watched it didn't 
I, I found it interesting, but it seems kind of too long of a movie and too slow. And that's coming from a guy who loves 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is very much more slower and less quote-unquote interesting. Yeah. It seemed to me that Christopher Nolan was drawing inspiration from 2001, but it's, uh, it does not come close to what... 2001 was and the influence it was over space movies of t- to the present day such an mm-hmm. influential space movie sally i still need to watch it i haven't seen it either it's a very slow there is no talking for the first 45 minutes of this movie not mm-hmm. a single word is spoken and there's humans in in these scenes so it's just very interesting okay interested i i've always been interested just having got it in chance yeah, so it, it, I seen it in theaters once, and I loved, I loved the movie theater experience. Oh, did you re Did you watch it in some kind of re-release on the bigger film format or something? I watched it at Harkins. Uh, there was a Tuesday night cinema showing of it. Ah, uh, okay. Because I know recently they had some anniversary that they showed it on huge, like seventy millimeter film. I did not get to see that, but that's Christopher Nolan. I think. Rest, restoring this film, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, if that's the event you're talking about. I think that's right. <clears throat> All right, you guys, let's move on to rating this sip. Is this a legendary sip? Out of 10 big balls of cheese, what do you give Interstellar? That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 10 for me. It's not like legendary, but it's definitely like one of my favorite movies ever. I just. I don't know. I get some. There's so much emotion that is brought out from me from this movie. It's just the one problem that I have is that it just it doesn't utilize everything that it has at its disposal, which kind of bothers me. Like being that it is a space movie, I just feel like there's too many close-up scenes when they're actually in space that just kind of I don't know. It, it bothers me, especially after having watched Ad Astra last year. Uh-huh. And it's not like it's not like this movie's that old to where they can't I mean 6 years isn't that bad to where they couldn't have utilized technology better. Well, what do you mean by utilizing technology? What what now is it missing that Ad Astra has that this does not have? Ad Astra uses more wide shots to show space altogether. You're not just like constantly on the side of a spaceship um when you're actually in space. I mean Okay. We have that whole scene where they're they're fighting, um, and they're not even attached to the the spaceship on Ad Astra. Oh, and then yeah. you see the the planet the planet behind them, and I, I I don't know, like just stuff like that. Not I'm not saying they needed to add like a space fight scene, but they could have <laughs> they could have shown more of the actual space. Okay. Yeah, they didn't have too many wide shots of space. That's true. Compared to Ad Astra. But that that's just me being nitpicky of calling this a space movie because I, I want us to be more space. Like Yeah, I mean, still, I think time and gravity were bigger influences and not space itself. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how they faced gravity, how they faced time acting against them were the main factors here. Yeah. And just the spectacle of space wasn't shown too much here. I agree. That's why it's still a 10 for me. Uh-huh. Because compared, I think compared to Ad Astra, what's that mean in Latin? Through hardships to the stars. Through hardships to the stars. So, I guess maybe something akin to travel or to the journey. And I think that distance of the journey, getting to Pluto, the bigger point, right? It, it was uh, his journey there, the vastness of space to get there. I, I don't know. I just think there was like there was more that they could have done with certain scenes that could have gone a long way yeah yeah i think so too like if they had i think a wider shot of the space station spinning around in space going wild while they try to connect to it or when it initially happens so we can kind of get the scale of how either insignificant or significant their size is compared to the planet they were next to yeah what about you albert what are you giving us I'm I, I'm in between a nine and a half and a ten. It, it's 
pretty awesome for me too. Might lean toward a 10 as well with John. And right now I have it sitting roughly at a 7.5 or 8, but not quite a 10. Just some of <laughs> just oh, not quite a 10, not quite. <laughs> That's a big jump. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, it's a quarter away from a 10. <laughs> but um, just different things didn't quite hit me, and, and maybe it's because it's such a long movie that my attention span I had to watch it in, in sections, mm. and I tried watching it again today, and I, I couldn't make it through it. I enjoy a bulkless movie, and some of it kind of flaw falls flat and does not does not work for me. Alrighty, we've uh, we'll go over some characters really quick, and then we'll get into the tasty characters. We have Murph, and she's a uh, young, she's a medium adult, an adult, and then she's older. Uh, we have Cooper throughout the movie who uh, doesn't really change age. We have the all grandfather. Right, all right, all right. All right, there he goes, right there. Uh, <laughs> special, special guest. We have Donald, who I love. Uh, John Lithgow, just yep. g- go and glow. What am I saying? I love, I love this guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Tom is a son, correct? Yep. Yep. All right. It, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just looked over this guy, and then we have some of the like uh space people astronauts with him uh brand we have uh doyle we have uh rom or romley and uh professor professor brand who is michael kane he is uh he is alfred and and that was a really bad (laughs) give me an alfred john (laughs) don't put me on the spot like that i can't do that (laughs) bat batman (laughs) Listen, Sarah. What what is this famous quote? When I come back here, I want to see you. I I forget. It's it's in the it's in Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. And then they 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 recreate that scene where they they see each other at the the bar, and he's just like, "Yeah, that's that moment I was talking about." <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, a lot of me. people from Batman in this movie. He he likes to keep his uh. Actors closely knit. Uh, Matt Damon is also in here. And Topher Grace. Matt Damon. Which kind of confuses me with uh, The Martian. (laughs) (laughs) He's everywhere. You know, from Mars, he got sent to that planet. So, Ah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun fact. He jumped into a wormhole. Yeah, that was the end credit scene. He sacrificed (laughs) himself once. He wasn't wasn't down for doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Uh, did you have any favorite characters? Robots. I I like I like Tars. <laughs> I enjoyed the the robots a little the, bit. The design, how they move, it's it's pretty cool. I saw some behind the scenes, it, the practical effects that they had for uh, the robots. Yeah. Yep. Was it just like a bunch of giant Kit Kat bars just spinning around? Yes. Oh, yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> Miniature. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They have on a pinwheel. You see, it's a long stick with Kit Kats on the Here end of it. Here we go. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, Here we go. <laughs> what happens when they started melting? They didn't melt. It, 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 uh, there, they yeah, took them they're on the, the water planet. planet. Yeah, they're on the water planet. Ice planet. Yeah. yeah. It was cold enough. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But the wrappers, they protect the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And plus, you can break into a Kit Kat, so they go into multiple pieces to manipulate buttons and stuff. You know. I gotta go, guys. This is a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sponsored by Kit Kat. Dude, if we could get a Kit Kat sponsorship, I'd be so happy. You my like life. Kit- you like Kit Kat, John? Oh uh, yeah, they're my favorite. <laughs> of course, mine too. Uh, I don't like chocolate, but Give I like Kit Kat. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Time for the Space Tasty. The moon cheese. The moon cheese. I'm not even that big of a fan of cheese. I know. That's why I made you say the (laughs) cheese line. (laughs) I hate you. Ah, man. For me, it's like the story, like I said earlier, the story is so amazing to me. Like, I, I get so emotional from like the very beginning just his interaction with his kids 
Yes. Um, they they established like a, a strong bond between him and him and Murphy like real quick, mm-hmm. which makes the impact of him leaving like that much harder to watch. I I tear up every time. He's he's sacrificing his his time to see his family grow up to go out there and try and save them, and that's not that's not like an easy decision to really do. Definitely not 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 to lose the rest of your life, your kid's life, everyone that you know. And then then once they they have the failure on the first planet, and he gets that whole twenty three years of videos from his his son, it's just like yep, like damn, like. That 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 could that could happen, you know. Yeah. I I I don't know. Like, I I don't know how I would ever react if I was ever put in that situation, and I'm glad I'll never be put in that situation because I'm not a NASA pilot. Ah, <laughs> uh, same, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Dreams broken. <laughs> but but then like another, like you really understand the motives of everyone who plays a major part in this movie, like. You understand yep. the motives of Cooper. You understand the motives of um, Professor Brand and why he just pretty much lied and gave up on his theory to uh, to save humanity for the greater good. Because if he would have just kept them there and said, "Oh, well, I can solve this," like there was a chance that humanity would have been completely extinct. And uh-huh. then you understand, like you understand, um, Doctor Man. Yeah, uh, that's uh Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I can't. Re- I can never remember his name. Like you, you understand how he feels too, because it's like you're going out on this dangerous mission, and like, sure, you can you can sit here and say like, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, but once once you hit the planet and you realize like uh, you you got the short end of the stick, like, yep. yeah. Survival instincts just kick in, and you're yep. like, I, I can't way do this late, anymore. Way too late to back out, but he, yeah. he has one option, and he took it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Just every everything about the story itself just is what makes it so amazing to me. So I really enjoyed chemistry between Cooper and his daughter. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the kind of twist that we get with uh Matt Damon being bad so I enjoy that dynamic of oh he there's this is a almost a habitable habitable planet at the surface and and they start going down and he gets attacked and he jeopardizes everything because he's being he's being selfish I believe at this time he's not he's Definitely. not trying to complete the mission right he's trying to get home yep even though he keeps saying he keeps talking about the mission and the scene with the centrifuge and it's spinning out of control and they're trying to attach. I, I, one of the best scenes I think in this movie. Oh yeah, the tension, the music, it's, it's hard to beat. Uh, just the human dynamics. Uh, I love the emotional component. I cried at least one time during this movie, maybe two or three times. Yep. It's hard not to. Yeah, I, it's hard not to like and enjoy that struggle between having a subjective versus objective view of the mission. Dr. Brand trying to convince herself that everything she's doing is objective to the mission, nothing like possibly seeing her lover uh, kind, kind of swayed her, but she accepted that it might be, so she ended up complying and going down to that uh, other ice planet instead. And I guess it's something that we don't... Uh, I, I like the dynamic between Dr. Brand and Cooper. She's so mean to him at the beginning. Like, I don't know I don't know why. Uh, it's probably because he's just... Uh, he was just randomly brought on. Uh, there's not really trust there. He's kind of picking at stuff that he probably shouldn't at. Like, he's trying to get information on who these people mean to her and... I, I don't know. I'd be suspicious of him too if he just came prying and on top of that just being randomly thrown into a mission of this magnitude. Right. All on something that her dad says is a good pilot. Yeah. The best pilot. Mm-hmm. The best pilot. He's the Anakin of Interstellar. Like, he's the best. <laughs> and he randomly finds all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dad. He's not. Like, he hasn't been training like I have. Come on. You can't land him on this mission. 
You haven't even passed a simulator. <laughs> what are you talking all, about? All I've done is simulations. He hasn't flown in over five years. But he's as good as but he's as good as Batman. He can fly a bat pod. That's a bat pod. This is a spaceship. Come on. It's shaped like a bat. <laughs> yeah. I do a terrible Michael Kane impression. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jesse Kane. Uh, <laughs> um I don't know. It, it, I just found that a little unnecessary. But We'll get into the gross. Okay. Uh, some of the themes I really enjoyed that everything was cycl- cyclical in a mm. circle or a sphere. You get that time is cyclical in this world or in this in this movie. You get that that line where who is it? Uh, Murph is saying, "Don't go." And her father has to leave. And at the end of the movie, he's the one that doesn't want to leave. And he tells her, to, she tells him to go. And then just, just little things like that. Just the beauty of a full circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. Yep. The theme of, of love in this movie possibly being a physical embodiment in another dimension. What is love? Is it something more than just a feeling? Is it a connection through space and time? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was a, a good uh, question to ask. Yeah. So, something and, that can't be measured, something that we all still experience. I mean, even, even Brand says it best when she's at the same just like, time. Uh, when they're, they're arguing about which planet to go, and she's just like, so what if I just want to go because I love this person that I haven't seen and x amount of time and they live there's x amount of distance away like and at the end of the movie it is that person that has a sustainable planet it's just a little tidbit hey maybe there is something more in this movie that love is just like gravity can yeah. be something more in another dimension that mm-hmm. we just can't understand yet mm-hmm. i thought that was i thought that yeah. was really good a little little corny when uh Matthew McConaughey says it in the little time vortex where he's just like through love and or whatever the quote was. But yeah, I, I still enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy it for stuff like that too. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Do you guys have a favorite scene? I think that climax with the Ranger one exploding on connection from Dr. Man trying to dock and just the docking sequence and them oh, trying to reconnect when it's rotating at uh, high RPM compared for a ship. Yeah. Just that, was... just that, just uh, that tension, that that music, the the imagery. Tara is trying to connect. What it means for the rest of the rest of the I, movie. Honestly, I enjoy the yeah. Yeah. whole scene after that where he gets sent back in through gargantua and he ejects out of the um uh ranger and he's uh he he, like everything comes full Mm -hmm. circle about the the scientific uh explanation behind the ghost and how it was just actually him and how his connection with his daughter played an effect on saving a ton of people more specifically I like the the one yeah. that gets me is when um he's watching himself about to leave and he's just like yelling don't don't go don't let him go murph that uh that gets me every time yeah and then Stay. when he knocks the books down and he turns around yep. and sort of make eye contact but they don't really make eye contact because he doesn't know but now he knows i, I don't know for me i i really enjoy the use of time in this movie yeah and and i guess as far as time travel or yeah time travel goes it's almost the most realistic where they can't affect time itself but they can affect the space around it yeah because of that relationship between time and space oh something else i liked they 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 use a lot of well no i yeah that circular imagery where there's 
what is it the this the worm the hole the what is that what do they call it wormhole the wormhole they call it a wormhole right but then they, they tried explaining oh it where he draws on the paper and he's like about point a being, point b and yeah yeah stabbing it through yep i i think that helped a lot to capture some of that imagery into common audiences minds to mm-hmm. try and connect everything that space is yeah. very relative relativistic it's only yeah. from certain points of view where space means anything. It goes into mm-hmm. a lot of scientific talk that we don't yeah. quite understand. It's pretty cool, yeah. And it's pretty cool. Who's that? <laughs> didn't like Neil deGrasse Tyson back up this film at one point in time? Previous research, I saw that they used actual mathematical models to plug into a physics engine what a black hole would look like if you were close enough to to view it. Yeah, and it, and what I've read is a pretty accurate and realistic representation of it compared to the black hole that got released, the black hole imagery that got released last year in 2019, and that was also predicted too. The music was awesome too. Yeah, the ticking on the water planet was about um uh for the time that they were on the planet, they had one tick like in the soundtrack act as one year on earth oh no what one one day on earth i think i think it had to have been like that. I, I think it had to have been one year yeah because it well i don't know how many ticks there were because i didn't count them but it ends up being 23 years i was really big yeah, on I'll, the music I'll, stuff i look for that i like it <laughs> yeah he, he picks up on that that stuff a lot more than i do I try to watch my movies with headphones in now, so I can mm-hmm. hear it versus with the speakers. But I didn't do it for this one. I enjoyed the character building at the beginning, where you have uh, Cooper taking uh, his son and daughter to uh, the parent-teacher conferences, and then they get a flat, and then you get the the drone that flies overhead, and then he's just like, "Come on, get in, get in." And he's like the flat does not matter. The parent-teacher conferences can wait. He he tells the son who's what fifteen years old. Hey, take over the will. You got this, and Murph. You you take this gun, and we're gonna we're gonna hack into this drone. And he he they're about to fly over this cliff, and he he's just like one track mine. I need to get a hold of this thing. Yep. And then they get it and take it to the parent-teacher conferences and he's like well you stop at the space like space store before you get here and it's like no it's just it's just this character i love it yeah love it scavenger but, yeah, mindset um, you guys you huh? scavenger mindset you all think alike yeah <laughs> uh i love that scene too and the references because christopher nolan loves Stanley Kubrick's movies are, are kind of littered throughout this, and I've only found a couple, but there's probably a bunch more where the teacher says, oh, yeah, we replaced all these uh, federal textbooks with corrected textbooks and how we fake the moon landing to bankrupt the Soviet Union and whatever. Mm-hmm, propaganda. And like, Stanley Kubrick supposedly directed the fake moon landing, and it, like it's yeah. it's just little things like that. That uh, I don't know, just little little tiny tidbits that some people will get. Uh, but you guys, we we went to the moon. You guys believe that, right? You know, yes, of course, yes. All right, just making sure. Just yes. making sure. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I just enjoy a lot of the humor in this movie. What do you guys think about about it? The humor. It's really it, it was very self aware. Obviously, because they have a humor setting on TARS. So I think pretty self-aware most of the time. Yeah. I, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Very subtle, but still enjoyable. Yeah. I love TARS as a character. It re- reminded me of uh, HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey, just not as sentient. Yeah, not okay. as sentient, not as human acting. Yeah, yeah, but that's part of the design. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's else, supposed to be objective, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be very objective. Mm-hmm. What else is uh, tasty about this sip? I liked the design of the endurance being yeah. very circular, like more symbolism. And then how, how just, yeah, you had different modules, the mm-hmm. the uh, spaceship in the, or not the spaceship but itself, but that central module that they flew up from as the yeah. as the guiding the engine that moved it forward into to their destinations. I, I just like the design of that too. And yeah. and the design of the base that they were in of being a huge centrifuge to act as a future space station or according to uh the the professor at fr- at first. Yeah, yeah. What else you got for me, John? No. That's it. Not much. <laughs> no. Uh, you about uh, anything else for you, Albert? Anything? Little tidbits of tasty. Uh, sprinkles on the more trivia. They bought that huge cornfield and then sold it at profit at the end of the movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you know what blight is? Because I did not know before. I had to look it up. Like any. Plants have diseases too, so yeah, it's yeah. just another. It's it's more plague like in this situation where, it's either carried over by wind, by dust, by seed, by the bacteria yeah. being carried by these dust storms, something similar to that. Yeah, I was just super confused. Like, what what's blight? Is it a, is it a plant? No, but it's a, it's like a fungus or some type of right. infection disease of the plant. And I was like. All right, now I understand what's going on. Yeah. I, I For me, I quickly understood that it's something that killed the plants. It, they didn't have to describe it more than that because pretty yeah. often any near-apocalyptic end-of-world situation is something that would kill what you eat. Talking about destroying what we eat. Nah, that wasn't a good segue. Yeah. We're going to go on to... No, because no, 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 we're, go, we're going to tea time, so it doesn't make sense. We're going to tea time. I forgot. It's not the gross yet. Uh, I was, it was close, but it wasn't wasn't close enough. Tea time. This is our sophisticated questions in the movie. Can't even say it right. Do you guys have any questions? Do you have any questions? Is Professor Brand a good character or a bad character in this movie, in your opinion? I think good. Good? I think good, good too. You mean good as a character overall or, object, like, in the movie, is he a good or is bad he person? Is he a good person or a bad person for doing what he does? Oh, he's a bad person. He's a bad person? Mm-hmm. Why? I still think he's a good person. <laughs> Yes, uh, let's start off with Albert first, and then we'll go to John. Well, I, Why is he a bad person? Well, he's a bad person for lying, but I understand and almost agree with what he decided to do. So overall, he's a good person then? Just because I agree with it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> I mean, it has to be good because he's he's doing it for the sake of humanity. I don't, he, he, there was no way he would be able to solve that problem without the information that they gave um Murph. Even even if he's lying, like that's the only pilot that could he knows yeah. that could help with the mission. So he but he solved the equation before Doctor Moon even Doctor Man even left. Like he there was no solution for gravity. To, he solved his equation. But there was there was, but he, he solved his equation which didn't allow for that and so by his information he figured plan b was the only way to go which i mean lying is a bad thing no no doubt about it there's there's no way cooper leaves his family knowing the information that professor brad agreed he does yeah he doesn't know the only person that knows it is dr man I believe. I'm pretty sure most of the people from the Lazarus missions know. Yeah, true. It's it's safe to assume yep. that. Yeah. Safe to assume that, yeah. But I don't know. I was I was kinda that's another twist that we get. Not only is the professor 
oh, he's doing something good. He's trying to get the world to a different planet. But no, he's just, this world's kind of over with. We got to repopulate human species on a different inhabitable planet. I don't know. I just I was just thinking uh, about your opinion on if he's a good or a bad person. Mm-hmm. If if I was in Professor Brad's shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> Be- because at that point, you got to think of humanity. Like you got to, yeah, you got to put humanities in a position where they can repopulate and still continue to yep. thrive. I I, ex- I still agree with that, but I I would still yeah, call yeah. myself if I was in Professor Brand's shoes a bad person. I'd call myself a great person. I don't know. I'm so stuck. Because I made the biggest sacrifice at staying back. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But also condemning (laughs) this man's family to never see their father again. Hey, but it's... Life happens. I know. I'm saying it's still a bad action, though. I'm so... I'm so... But in order to save humanity, it's a good thing. And, And... to, to me, like if you're gonna put it on yeah. a scale of good and bad, like I, the, the good definitely outweighs the. Yeah, the I bad. agree, but still, it's still a bad action. <laughs> I still agree with you. The good does outweigh the bad in Professor Brand's situation. So let's think of this from a different perspective. Alrighty, what when when Professor Brand is reincarnated, what is he gonna be? <laughs> Something very he's proud. He's gonna be to be. He's gonna be a king. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say I something know. neutral like a duke. <laughs> not too high. I not too that's... low. He's not a jester. He's not a king. <laughs> I don't... You have any other questions, Jesse? <laughs> uh, no, that was it. That was it. <laughs> uh, well, well, my question is: uh, if you're in Doctor Man's shoes. Would you be willing to sacrifice yourself for the mission? If I'm in, if I'm in Doctor Man's shoes, if I'm in D- Matt Damon's character's shoes, mm-hmm. you got the short and the stick. Are you accepting your fate, or are you trying to? And, and you got to take in consideration what he knows. Like he knows that Plan B is the only option. Uh he does. He doesn't know what's going to happen to uh, the people that are on the ship coming to inspect all three of these planets. But I've thought about this. I would pretty much accept my fate, send out an SOS signal asking if whoever does come along to pick me up and let me come with them. Yeah. If they have the fuel, if they have the resources to have me along. Because... Dr. Man's knowledge, it's still impeccable. It's still he he's the reason he's a big reason why they made it out there. His leadership, his knowledge. So yeah. if I knew that I had all of these resources, but I'm just on a bad planet, I would SOS, hey, if you're in this if you're in the area, come pick me up. <laughs> but if I don't hear anything after a certain amount of time, I think I would just end it early because there's no hope of me just living here wasting my resources and time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would definitely accept my fate as well. He went on this mission knowing that there was a chance or knowing no, no basically chance. he was going to die. There's yep. no chance. Like he, You accept the consequences of that choice. Yep. Don't be don't be selfish. Don't risk data and the survival of humanity for one person's selfishness. If uh, I don't know, I don't even know a good example to a good analogy for this, but I I'd have to accept it. The I don't know. I mean, I'd be sleeping in that little water tube anyways. So just yeah, SOS. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree with Albert. I think Albert came up with the plan that I didn't even think of. So. <laughs> I mean, how I, how long? I probably would have just jumped. How how jumped off the planet? <laughs> jumped off as far as I could. <laughs> don't look back. I don't know. Just, there goes just, my hero. Just go, just go to sleep and 
Do, they, do you dream in cryostasis? What is it? Cryostasis? I, I would think so. It's another dream state. Yeah. Probably another sleep state. Yeah, just... I don't know. Just have good dreams. I don't know if you can, because yeah, <laughs> you realize you're going to die. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Who well, knows? The last thing he sees is not his kids, because he didn't have any. Saw the front of his helmet. What was that? Last thing he saw. <laughs> okay, morbid enough. <laughs> Speaking of the morbid, let's go to the gross. <laughs> What's the gross of this movie? I mean, for me, like I had already said, it's just I, I wish we would have gotten better shots in space. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Albert said it best when they were chasing man to the the ship. Yeah. Uh, when the when the ranger blew up the the hatch, I I think that's a good chance to show the vastness of the impact or lack thereof, depending on how what perspective you use. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I hated how they use so much of the close-up views of the Rangers. Like, no, that, that's it. From like, the top or the side or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys find this movie to have weird edits and cuts to scenes? I felt like Christopher Nolan had another hour or hour and a half on this movie that I didn't want to watch, but he had to cut out. For pacing reasons. I didn't feel, for me, I didn't feel like it was three hours. I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to be honest, like I, did, I never got the feeling that this movie was too long. To me, it just kind of flew by, and I, I actually want more of it. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want any more. I was, I was satisfied with what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt... Never satisfied. There was weird choices and weird cuts. So you had Cooper leaving to this co- this coordinates and and he he's a hey Murph I'm leaving and it's just it's just a weird abrupt cut and I felt like he was looking for her or it's just really quick distracted me for a little bit just to comment on it so you're talking about the scene where he's leaving the house just calls out loud that hey Murph yeah tell, hey Murph I'm leaving yeah tell your granddad I'll call him on the radio yeah mm it's just really quick, and it's such a small thing, but it happens multiple times throughout the movie where I felt like these scenes were extended, and although this movie is longer, I think that it's cut just kind of funky. I I think I can see what you mean, that there was probably more between them fighting the coordinates and him getting into the truck and leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was weird as well is you get the introduction to Tars and you don't know it's him or the robot and it's just he gets tased uh, his daughter's screaming and you're like oh like what is this mysterious you, you assume it's a man mm-hmm. and then the next scene he's just right there I'm like if just show me like what what is that I, I- I, I think that's a little nitpicky. I don't think that really matters too and much. Why would you hide him in the next scene? He's just right there. Like I, I think they didn't want to make this too much of a mystery for very long. It was only a mystery for maybe a minute or so 30 seconds so don't, even. Don't give me a mystery. Just just give me the robot. You give me my Kit Kat bars. But, it, but it's dark outside and they're showing it from her point of view. It's not very bright, so they're not going to be able to see it regardless. Well, bright as in it's backlit, so they don't. Murph doesn't get to see the robot in time. Give me the robot straight away. Yeah. There's no mystery. Why was why was there mystery right there? What else did we have this discussion in? I feel like stuff like this just bothers it Jesse does. to the it, core. There, it does. I, f- I feel like I've had this argument with you. Before. We have. <laughs> I don't remember which movie it was on. It's and it wasn't like a super. Like past movie, it was like a recent ish movie. Yeah, and it's like, it's like it doesn't really matter. Oh, but it does. Why is there a mystery? Don't. But it, it, there's not really a mystery. He gets tased. So he gets what? tased, and yeah, it's like, ah, oh, this is this huge dude or something. Oh, it's a it's a robot. Whoa, I don't know. It's just super weird. I don't know. It, super nitpicky. It just there's things like that throughout the movie that. For me, choices. like, 
and you're probably you're probably gonna be bothered by this one Which too. One? The one that I don't like the like the I don't want to say I don't like it, but the one that bothers me is when they introduce introduce Case. So and Tars says, "Go ahead, go ahead." Tars is like, Tars makes a comment, and then Case makes a comment, and I was just like, "Oh, there's another robot." Now. I was super confused. I was just like, <laughs> "I knew it." <laughs> Case, who who's Case? And I was like, "Case isn't isn't Rom." I was like, whose case is like, there's two robots now? Somewhere along the way, I I did not see the introduction of case. Or I, or I just assumed it was Tars. And then something happened that was confused. He, he and I figured out. himself. I was like, what? They're multiplying. No. Uh, uh, but it, so where, where, did case, where did case come from? He was on the spaceship. As soon as soon as they dock onto the endurance, yeah, the endurance. Thing. Tars approaches up to Case, and that's where the audience sees Case on the robot's body, and that's all the introduction we need because it doesn't look menacing. It looks like Tars will just turn on this robot. I don't know. I I totally missed that part for some somehow some way. It's a two second scene, so if you look away for those two seconds you don't see tars approaching case this is the whole character introduction i think it's the same character and it's and i think it's f- f- kind of okay past like having that short introduction because once you know tars a little bit then you can expect what case might act like and i think yeah. that's okay because there are supposed to be robots and less human in general yeah yeah and then we can kind of see case has a more calmer personality 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 compared to tars he acts yeah. he talks less he acts not as crazily but you know he still interacts in cooper in a way that oh okay i'll fly a little uh, more carefully and then we get more of that later in the movie talking back and forth bantering about that i don't know it was just, it was just confusing if you missed that section yeah i, I would scene. agree um but I, I I read it in eight, so it's not like I hated this movie. It's just my little nitpicks just they just bug me. Yeah, I mean I think that's fair because you might have a better eye for editing that either like makes or breaks things for you. I don't think so. I just think I catch small things. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's still editing that I agree that sometimes does take away from it if you miss that two second scene. Um, for case or something that might seem weird in the beginning, like her dad just walking away. The Kit Kat's yeah. only three bars of white. <laughs> yeah, instead of four. What are they doing? I I don't know if this is the example, John, of the thing you're thinking about, but in Parasite, when they're filming that water fight scene and the, the film and the video is not what's happening in the background, stuff like that. Yeah. There's something else that's closer, but... Like stuff like that just destroys, like your immersion, for like a whole minute, and it just takes me out of the movie. He has to pause <laughs> it and think about what just happened. <laughs> the cell phone didn't match. Is this a dream? Is this water invisible? Is this symbolism again? <laughs> invisible water. What does this mean? That only the pure can be soaked. What would my literature teacher say? <laughs> almost like stuff like that will bring a movie down a point for me just a whole point mm-hmm. just like it's so it's 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 overkill but it just does enough of my nitpicks it- you guys have real gross <laughs> i've already said mine yeah yeah and his piggybacked on mine so i think we're i think that we're was good it. that's yeah, it I, I think wider shots in space Help would would add to the spec the spectacle in general. Yeah, because they emphasize time and space a lot, but not too much on the space part. About at least distance wise, scale. Which I mean, that really doesn't bug me because just the themes of time and space and gravity. Yep. Or time and gravity, like that's what they were shooting for. I felt like they were trying to give you a very claustrophobic, stressful situation being really close to the ship or being just squished in a ship the whole time. I I and... didn't feel that too much. I felt that more in Ad Astra. Okay. 
as contrast because space is so big, but at the same time in Ad Astra, they have a lot of close-ups, which I think works better. Oh man, that scene where they're falling from that tower. Oh man, that was that was good. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. good. I think Ad Astra definitely is the better like movie to watch visually. This is always going to be a better movie to me, Interstellar. Yeah. Now if we could just combine the two. Ooh, take the best from Ad Astra, the camera angles and the scenes and put that at Interstellar. Mm. Oh, that's that's called 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's already made. <laughs> Ooh, but are you going to say that the plot or the time usage was any better? It's really weird. I approach Interstellar how most people approach 2001 A Space Odyssey. We'll watch it eventually. I think you guys will like it a great deal less than this movie. <laughs> but I totally, I totally understand why. I totally understand why. I like how you put that. <laughs> a great many less. Some... I'd say this movie is really long. In 2001 Space Odyssey, there are scenes that last for so long, they're ridiculous. But I I understand the point of why they're doing it. We'll, we'll talk about it once we get to it. Okay. I, I love that movie, no matter how pretentious and, and boring people may think it is. <laughs> okay. That sounds fun <laughs> to me, though. Um, Visually, it's one of the better space movies. Okay, cool. Alrighty, you guys. It's time for Jugs and Plugs. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Twitch. Uh, Like, share, comment, subscribe. Do you think this is the best space movie of all time? This has been the Legendary Sip Podcast. And join us next time for the movie that Albert almost watched for this week. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Whoops. I know I mentioned it before. I would assume you would have watched Rush Hour too, not <laughs> not <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I, I thought about it. For, I don't think we're watching Rush Hour too. And then I looked at Voodoo and I saw Goodwill Hunting was watched sooner than Interstellar's. Hmm, which one are we watching? I think I'll watch Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then I asked John. I slipped it in there just in case, like, maybe he'll correct me. <laughs> yeah, which I did, like, instantly. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> don't do not do it, Johnny. Don't do it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad you, you watched the correct movie. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, my favorite movie as of right now. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Will this be the legendary sip that we've been looking for? Bye. Bye. All I know how it get... Oh, shoot. Um, John, say your lane. Does Can anyone me... know where the captain is at? We can't make it to the... Oh, shit. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's start over. One more time. One more time. From the top? Yeah, from the top. From the All top. right. All right. <laughs> I <read that> wrong. <laughs> Space Super Zip real. 11. Oh, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're starting. Ready? Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Hey. Enough of this bad cheese spot. It. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Just go with it.